It's like a baby's toy. I'm totally Batman. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> Shh. Communing with the Earth spirits. Welcome to California, bud. Kawabunga. The world of magic. And after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Secondary Heroes Podcast. This week, we're talking about the 40th year anniversary of Return of the Jedi. It came out May 26, 1983. A lot's happened since then. We're going to discuss it all. This is your host, Trevor, and joining me as usual is... Hi, I'm old. Sorry, I'm Prague. <laughs> this might be my favorite Star Wars movie. I'm Alexander Wolfgang. Oh, hey, <laughs> fellers. <laughs> when you said that date, I'm like, oh, my God. What was I it? You said 1983? 83. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I wasn't even alive yet. Thank goodness. Or I was Yikes. not either. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, what? You oh. were just being born or something, Prague? I was three. Three years old. Oh, my God. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm old. <laughs> it's not a meme. It's a real thing. Well, guys, I oh. got to tell you, it is good to be back. I, I say it all the time, but this is this is always some of my favorite times where I could just... It's the return of the secondary heroes. Go into the garage and just chat with you guys. It's, a, yeah. it's just fun. It's so, good to return. Yes. And if you're watching on YouTube, which you can watch us on YouTube, uh, I've got, I'm going to start having movies play on my VHS on my 40-year-old TV. So that'll be fun. But nice. I didn't want to put Return of the Jedi, my VHS that I have, because it's sealed. And who knows, one day it'll be worth money. <laughs> Still yeah. not 40 years on. I don't know how long it's going to take. <laughs> yeah. Well, this might have been the re-release, so I don't know. Anyways. Well, if that's the case, then... Hmm. Yeah, I know. Then then it's, that's not the original. Then it's worth 15 bucks. Hmm? Anywho, we're talking Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So do we start with our spoiler-free... Re- wait, wait. Yeah, wait, I know. This huh? isn't something new. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this kid grew up and was a farm boy, and then he became a man. There you go. That's <laughs> After kissing his sister. <laughs> right? As the farm boys do. <laughs> Just kidding. I love the American farmers. I love you guys. You guys uh, feed me. So really nice what you guys do. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're going deep. Um, so I said it at the top. I think this might mm-hmm. have been my favorite Star Wars movie. This it's it's just there's something cool about it like luke actually seems cool in this movie no he is cool he is cool in this movie okay i'm not wrong by saying it he is cool in this movie yeah i i watched it again today just to kind of get a refresher on the whole film and Mm -hmm. i tell you what it it's good it holds up I, I think I, that that's the big question. Like, what are we doing here talking about Return of the Jedi now? Well, 40 is a big round number. That's easy. But more importantly, mm-hmm. does it hold up, especially because Star Wars has changed so much in those 40 years? We've gotten prequels, sequels, TV shows, video games. All kinds of stuff has happened to Star Wars. There's been a big major acquisition to a big company. All new people, all new creative storytellers beyond George Lucas are now dabbling in what star wars is and what it means and 
how does Return of the Jedi hold up as a movie, as a standalone movie, as the conclusion of the original trilogy? All of that, right? All of it. Oh, man. It, had a, it was a big burden, huh? For that film to close out the trilogy that kind of defined a generation back then. But people back that, in... like, the first time people were watching movies over and over again in the theater, which never happened before, people would go back in to watch it. I mean, it started a revolution. Even the third one? Like... Well, I guess because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Empire is most people's favorite of the three. So, yeah, I guess but yeah, I think it makes for, sense. For, for the question of does it hold up, like you said, Alex, that you watched it today and it held up. And I, I watched it today because so I watch it all the time um, because it's one of my favorite, probably my favorite movie of all time, um, if not one of, with like Mac and me um, and maybe Jurassic Park and The Shining are kind of like up there in the top. Um, but I think it holds up more so than even Empire Strikes Back to me. And I, I love that movie, but Return of the Jedi has always been my favorite of the three. Um, so it definitely holds up to the point where I had it on in the background while I was doing other things. And I was quoting the movie before all the quotes happened. Like it, I wasn't even realize I was doing it. And I'm like, oh my God, like I know this movie by heart at this point. Like I've watched it so much. Um, and of course I had to watch the Blu-ray, which has the special edition stuff, which I don't care for. I think that's the one thing that has really hurt this movie. Um, so if you do have that VHS copy of the original cut, watch that because it has the original ending with the Ewoks celebrating with the theme song and everything, which is fantastic. Please watch that version. Do not watch the special edition version. It is awful. It's, it's really a sacrilegious in my opinion. So but whatever. It's the uh, version I have <laughs> to me. I watched this on on Disney Plus, and yeah, okay. it's it's the and the Same biggest thing. yeah the biggest thing about the movie that stands out the most that is probably the worst scene of the entire movie in my eyes is that whole singing bit in Jabba the Hutt's palace. Like there, I I agree. Couldn't wrap my head around what I was watching. I I know that I've seen it in the past. And I even right once it started, I go, oh, boy, here it comes. I know, right? You brace yourself. Like, I knew it was coming. I'm like, oh, but at the no. same time, I was like, okay, this is Disney+. Plus. Maybe they're going to do the right thing and edit that stuff out. Edit all that bad stuff out. But it, they left it in. And it was just, it was, it's very, as the kids like to say, cringe. Mm-hmm. I remember when Disney purchased the rights to the film, I thought, oh, now is our chance to finally get the original versions because George Lucas did not want to put them out there. He was not a, a fan of them. George um, R. He Lucas? Didn't like, George R. Lucas did not like them. <laughs> <laughs> and he wanted to not have them ever be released, I guess, for whatever reason. Uh, he I guess he thought he wasn't, wasn't finished when he did it originally, so he had to add, add those scenes back in, whatever. I thought Disney was going to do that. And they haven't yet. I still don't know why. I don't know if they're waiting for George to die to do that. But they haven't. And it annoys me. That's okay. We're not, we're not here to talk about that aspect of this film. Okay, it's the, why it holds up. The VHSs that I have is from 1995. Would that be before or after? Oh, when did those specialized versions come out? The early, late 90s, early 2000s, I want to say. So I think that is the original cut. So, okay. Well, hold on. Uh... One thing that I did notice in the new cut was they had mm-hmm. the whole Jar Jar Binks's land and and like all these other planets right. at the yes. very end where they're all celebrating. That was in '95. That, that was the second, 
the second specialized version. There was two versions. There's like the, okay. the one with all okay. the added scenes. And then okay. more recently, they came out with a few more extra scenes because they wanted to add Hayden Christensen in at the end. That's right. And swap out the original actor. So, Oh, man. <laughs> now I want to open this VHS packet up Yoink. and watch. <laughs> well, so, I mean, I don't want to... You can just go online, and if you search for you the, can, you can. It's on <laughs> the despecialized edition, you can find the actual original one that's been remastered by online users, so it's 4K of the original quality without any of the additions. But You can. But still, VHS is fun. You gotta put it I know, in. It's, especially when I've got like the old, like, 40 plus yeah. year old TV that it can that I can watch it on. I don't know. It's just there's something special and nostalgic about it. And that's the word that I want to hit on with this movie. Nostalgia. Because mm. mm. I felt so nostalgic with this movie after watching it. I was like, ooh, I really liked that. That felt good. Now, this is interesting, Rex. I, Trevor, you didn't watch this movie until much later in your life. You weren't a little kid when you watched these, correct? No, the no, I trilogy? was. Yeah. Oh, you were? Okay, I okay. Was. But it, it's so, this is kind of the idea of when did you first see it? For mm -hmm. me, I remember my parents would have it on the TV because it would be like on TBS or TNT. It's like Wizard okay. of Oz plays every year. Return sure, of the Jedi sure, is sure. always on all the time. Okay. And so you'd see Leia's strangling Jabba right. or you'd see the Rancor getting killed or you see the very sequences. But from start to finish, I didn't see that until probably like I was... 18 to 20 or so right. so i like i knew all the elements i knew all of the main parts of it but just watching it from start to finish wasn't until i was already not a little kid so would you say do you would you consider yourself having nostalgia for it like do you feel that oh 100 nostalgia because it's nostalgia okay. of those scenes at my parents sure, sure. house when right, i was good. little yeah okay. no totally because i'm the same way like i i obviously have no memory of watching these films for the first time so like the whole thing about luke or uh Vader being Luke's father was like, I never had that moment because it, I just had always watched these films. They'd yeah. always been a part of my life. I think I've talked about this before, but I, I don't remember. <laughs> like I have no idea when the first time it was. It was always on TV, and then we bought the VHS, and I've always watched it on VHS, and then so on and so forth. So, um, but well, and, uh, sorry, go continue, ahead. Alex. Oh okay. no, what I what I was gonna say is you you mentioned the whole like the whole uh, uh, Vader being Luke's father and stuff like that, like. I remember when I first saw Star Wars, I was probably in like seventh or eighth grade. And oh, we're late bloomer. All right. Late bloomer. Seventh or eighth, seventh or eighth grade. grade I'm like 13. I'm practically an adult at that point. I'm 13 years old. Uh, whatever. Anyways, so that's when I saw it. And that's when I became, I, I like fell in love with it back then because I didn't know any better. Um, sure. <laughs> I tried going back and watching New Hope and New Hope. I didn't know I was going to be a nerd. <laughs> I would never have watched it. But when you watch the movie after, you know, after it's already come out or whatever, that whole spoiler of Vader being the father, that's spoiled for you even before you even know what Star Wars is. People walk around like, oh, hey, I was thinking about watching that movie Star Wars. I hear it's really good. It's from the 70s. And, oh, <laughs> Luke, I am your father. Right. You know, that type of stuff. And it's like, oh, is that from the movie? And then all oh, of a sudden, now you know. from the movie? That now I know. Great. Right. Uh, Vader's the father. Right. 
but yeah that's funny so, that so that happened <laughs> so, yeah. to me like i didn't have like you like you said i didn't have that like ah moment of oh my god he's the father yeah you know I, it's funny just how it becomes kind of synonymous depending on who you grow up with like if you have different sets of parents who didn't see the movie, it kind of changes, like, when you're introduced to it. Like, my dad would say Jedi mind trick in Jabba's voice just randomly all the time, where he's like, oh! <laughs> I mean, that's just, like, part of the thing. And that's before you even really know the movie. And so it's in, that's why it's just so nostalgic to see it actually happen. But part of it standing up the test of time is when Jabba's practical effects or the Rancor's practical effects. Yes. Like, the Rancor's using the small-scale style, but you can still see that they actually made the model, and it's being moved around, and all the Gamorrean guards are full-on accurate. They're not these weird things. It it just goes a long way to making that movie still be relevant today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, man, Jabba's Palace. Mm, chef's kiss for me. It, it's, it's one of the best scenes of... Just best, best yeah. settings of any movies of all time. Jabba's Palace and Jabba's... 100% bar none. Skiff and everything. So I mean, that was my that... childhood. was those toys. Jabba's Palace. I had all the, the whole set. It was fantastic. I think that was the thing about this movie, though, is... The... the nis- <laughs> He's holding a rancor. Yes. Yes. From my yeah. childhood. I think I had this before I even saw the movie. It's <laughs> nice. awesome. Um... But when you when I turned it on today, I was like, "Wow, this movie is darker than I remember." Like it's 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 a dark setting, and it's kind of like dark things are happening. Like mm-hmm. Jabba the Hutt is kind of a predator, sexual predator as well. I mean, he's a gangster. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right, he's a gangster, and but then you add in the fact that he's like two tons, and he's got mm-hmm. a, a tongue that's flopping around licking mm-hmm. women with drool coming down and he's shoving like little monster creatures into his mouth and eating them like it's <laughs> it is bonkers and then like you see you when we watch mandalorian it's like now this job of the hut's got makeup on and is the yeah, sister CG. or something it, it's cg and it just doesn't look as good when you get these characters and people in inside the job of the hut and he's moving the arms and blah blah, blah 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 it looks great oh my god it looks good yeah it does this movie comes off of empire strikes back too where there's that time gap like we don't know what happened during this time period but han's been in carbonite this whole time and we're trying to rescue him because Empire Strikes Back ends in obviously sour note for our heroes and they have to rectify that all in the start and it's amazing how much action is in like the first 15 to 25 minutes of the movie where we're right into it yep oh yeah right there's no slowing down at all like we're full-on momentum action is happening lightsabers out we got to save the day r2 is there people (laughs) just everything (laughs) <laughs> Han's were... being skillful coming back from being blind and just knocking the feared Boba Fett bounty hunter into the Sarlacc pit just by knocking into him backwards it's oh, great Han's action him Boba Fett what? Boba Fett oh it took me out of it they did it the Wilhelm scream of course that's yeah, what I said he got Wilhelm screamed to death 
Ugh, I think they did it multiple times in that one scene too. Mm -hmm. so good. I think so good. That's... there's a few different people who fall down <laughs> into the Sarlacc pit, and but it's a few different Wilhelm screams as well. Yeah. It's like God, stop it, man! Ugh, no, fantastic. No, fantastic. Okay, the um... one thing that that caught me off that I've never really thought about when I've seen this movie before is mm -hmm. uh, one. I think it's silly that Jabba is locking up Han with Chewbacca in the prison. You never do that. Never look, lock up buddies together in the prison. Uh, two, yeah, Han's blind, but he hears Chewbacca's growl, and he goes, Chewie? Then he, then Chewbacca mm -hmm. growls again, like Chewbacca does, and he goes, Chewie, is that you? And it's like, dude, you have literally spent the last like ten years with this with this. He big just woke up. It's like a long nap. You don't know where you're oh at. Oh my god, dude! Come on, that'd be like your brother you're going, "Hey, hey, hey, it's me." What, brother? Is that you? <laughs> of course it's me, you idiot. But I, but it, you know what? But what saved it uh -huh. is Chewie sitting there and cradling Han and petting his head and and mm -hmm. he's like i'm okay buddy i'm okay i'm like oh you brought me right back star wars oh, you, you brought it. me right back well i think the, re the 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 thing is is this is a kid's movie like that's what george lucas came out and said he's like i made these for kids they're kids movies yeah. and i was a kid when this came out and so like it seems like that weren't gonna bother me <laughs> you know no, i loved it I, but i feel like i mean there's still my adult head. themes going on that's right. what's so oh, interesting sure. Yeah, I'm not discrediting that. I'm just saying, like, that scene like that pot would, as a kid, I would not. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm no, thinking of more of just, like, the whole. I feel like Salacious B. Crumb is just there to appeal to kids. Like, he just goofily laughs at just for inopportune me. times. And people are like, oh, he's laughing. I'm laughing. Everybody's laughing. We're having a great what? time. But on it. the same point, we have Leia in this metal bikini choke like with a collar around her neck and she's chained up and it's it's very improper like i don't think they could do that today i don't think they could have done that back then they still did. <laughs> well George. not even just that she's Concerning. choking job of the hut to where he's gargling his uh -huh. own, classic like, scene one of the best oh scenes ever where she gets to strike and his tongue's all oh. <laughs> like that is that's some heavy duty stuff man mm -hmm. and they all blow up it's great the explosion is very, very good for the time. <laughs> that is very good. The barge explosion is fantastic. Yeah. But the CG, the CG Sarlacc. Good God, that was bad. The original one is just like a few little spikes in the desert. Like it's, that's it. Like it's just yeah, literally a sand worked. pit and there's some spikes. On it. And it worked, right? That's all you need. It's, it's, that's all all you need. need. It worked. I don't need this stupid thing coming out of it with the mouth and everything. No, that was the mouth. That was the whole point of the pit. Right. And what's really good of just like the Sarlacc or Jabba or Rancor, the creatures of Return of the Jedi are the best in any of the original three Star Wars movies in any Star Wars. Just to have the Rancor with the Sarlacc plus Jabba the Hutt plus the Ewoks, just the creatures yes. in Return of the Jedi is like the none of the other movies. Top notch, man. It's creature movies. Sure. All of them. They're all so good. And I think I, mm. I love that you brought up the Ewoks because I think it was. The combination of Max Yoda, shout out. Yoda, and <laughs> the uh, Ewoks. That, as a kid, I remembered. This is my favorite one. 
Oh, and the speeder yeah. bikes. The speeder yeah, bikes. The speeder bikes. So oh like my god! The speeder yes. bike scene just. Oh, I love they it. Get it the, looks the, so the Scout bad. Troopers is a brand new Stormtrooper design. Yeah. Like just just that scene alone, like is better than probably the rest of Star Wars altogether combined, in my opinion. It, it's pretty good. But that was me. Like I was a kid. Like I love that stuff. Why wouldn't I? But here's the you thing: know, is speeder like, bikes. They spent time on emotion on a lot of things too. If an Ewok got shot down. Another Ewok was like coming to grab oh, him. So sad when the other like, Ewoks more Let's the go, Ewoks. let's go. And then he turns back and he's like, he's not yep. coming. He's like, oh no. And he like gets down on his knees and he cries. And it's like in other movies or TV shows, we would have been cut off that a long time ago. We, in right. this, we're spending time with this emotion. And it's like, this is a teddy bear. And I'm getting emotional over a teddy bear for a split second. It's wild. Yeah, I wonder if Spielberg bears. rubbed off on him there because yeah. I think that felt very Spielbergian to me in that mm -hmm. in that movie. I can see. So that. I think there was mm -hmm. some of that there. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they were like best friends. Yeah. And then we have the juxtaposition that these stormtroopers with their advanced armor are knocked out by rocks on their head. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That, yeah. That 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 <laughs> that end sequence people, with like it. various. <laughs> I mean, it was like Peter Pan, like the Lost Boys the going Lost against Boys, yeah. various things. And man, the the idea that, like, I know the CGI is not good at all, but the, the walker that slips on the logs, oh, yeah. iconic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like wobbly, like, whoa, watch out. <laughs> I mean, think about it. That was really good stop motion that oh. someone had to sit there and, like, make it look like it's slipping on rocks. But when you, like, like I made it a, I made it a point to, like, stare at the feet and see what they were doing. And the feet are just, like, hovering over the logs. And it, whoa, you, yep. yo, wow. But once again, that's something you would not notice as a kid because you're not no. fixated on that. Yeah. Well, we also yeah. don't notice it either because, I mean, like for myself, I was watching it on a CRT TV. That's like, yeah. you're not going to see those It's not in those 4K of... up right. on some yeah. big, like, 65-inch exactly. TV. I'm Look at that! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I was watching it on my 5K monitor here in my office, so, yeah. Okay. And I, I wonder how much the... that impacts future Star Wars, where they have a different degree that they're analyzed well yeah they're not as, gonna be held to the same standards because they're not made back in the 70s and 80s right? as they're us elderly die off and <laughs> nobody's gonna care <laughs> i'm the elderly. <laughs> i'm five yes. years behind you um yeah i just I, I i know that the ewoks were also a big deal with adults that want to go see this film because i you know as a kid you're in that you're in like a different world where you're you're not really aware of what adults think and say and do so like as a kid i had no idea that the general reception of the last star wars movie was bad like i always mm -hmm. thought like well, i love this movie as a kid therefore it's the best yeah. star wars movie and then you grow up and the internet happens you find out that all these adults hated it <laughs> like what you hate the ewoks how do you hate the ewoks they're hilarious they were adorable and adorable like what are you Wicked talking about was the cutest thing ever when he I wanted climbs to on the speeder bike and he's right? like screams and stuff that's just money fantastic <laughs> I, just, uh, I didn't get it. But, like, I think that kids watch these movies different than adults. 
And I there was a point where I was working for Spirit Halloween, and it was right when the Clone Wars show was coming out. And it was a cartoon. I'm like, I don't really know if I like this idea, and it seems kind of silly as a cartoon, whatever. But like, it was the most popular costume that we had, bar none. Like everything was Clone Wars back then. So kids were like into Clone Wars, but they weren't as into the original trilogy as everyone else. They're into the prequel stuff. And I'm like, this is weird. It's like, because that's their nostalgia. That's what they like is right. those films. And I'm like, yeah, but they're terrible. Like, well, if you watch the original Star Wars films, there's a lot of terrible stuff in it too. So um, maybe you just got to watch it with kid, kid glasses on, I guess, some of it. It's but, tough but... to have the kid glasses. Like, Oh, it I is. Keep, I keep referencing the Mario movie just because... I remember critics' reviews came out. They always come out beforehand. Mm -hmm. And it got absolutely slammed. Like, oh, this is terrible. And then audience score was like 96%. Like, critics was like 48% or something. And it's just because a lot of critics didn't look at it with a kid's eye. They looked, oh, this is just some goofy animated movie. But Mario is always going to give me that kid's nostalgia. And I think the original Star Wars trilogy is always going to give me that kid's nostalgia. Where there's all these goofy parts that... Oh, this isn't like the best picture. Oh my God, cinematography! But it's a ton of fun. The right. original Star Wars movies are a ton of fun, and Return of the Jedi is peak fun of the three. Yes, like you can oh, yeah. tell that everyone on the set is having fun. The people designing all the costumes, the people in the costumes, all the actors are just having a ton of fun. Yeah, they had two films to to perfect it, right? You know, that first yeah. film I know was was a horror show for people behind the scenes. They hated mm-hmm. it. Because it was so much work, and they'd never done anything like this before. Like, well, and now they were out in the desert fun. too. When you're in oh, yeah, Tunisia exactly. versus when you're in Mere Woods, it's a different climate. Mm. Very big difference. It's <laughs> much nicer. Highly recommend Endor. <laughs> Just saying. Well, and another cool thing about Endor is the AT-ATs and AT-SDs. It's the first time you see them outside of Hoth. And yeah, really to nice me, yeah, to me, Anytime. I was like, that is the coolest thing. And I'm and you know what? I'm gonna give a huge shout out to Rogue One because you see the ATATs on a beach, and that right there was a such cool a amazing visual to see those robots doing that. I just I I love that. I love like seeing them in Hoth. That's where they belong. That's their home. It's almost like they go to a cave on Hoth, yeah, and exactly. that's where they live. They- but when you start seeing them outside of Hoth, it's like, oh, this is neat. I don't know. I just, no, I love is. this stuff, man. And then see our, our main heroes in different outfits, too, in those camouflage outfits and stuff, and not their normal attire is always fun, too. You know, you get the different looks and feel. And and that was another thing, costumes. Luke Skywalker in the all black. What a badass look that the was best. man it's it's, the best. it's one of the best character like glow ups <laughs> <Glow-ups, laughs> yeah. that white just like jumpsuit oh, that he wears in, in episode oh, 4 oh. <laughs> like they offer that to you as like some special bonus in like uh, in Jedi Survivor and I'm like no thanks no nope, not gonna dress up Cal Kestis like that he's gonna be a badass I'm not gonna make him look like a clown I'm sorry I'm not a fan sorry Obi-Wan but your, your, your garb suck yeah, it's not a good look. Oh, that yeah. though is a good the look. All black, the all black look. man. Especially, especially with the having him butting heads with Darth Vader, who's also in all black. And mm-hmm. and here's the weird thing: you could see the emotion. It's it, it it's great, amazing acting because you could see the emotion in Darth Vader 
even through the mask when they he's seeing luke being destroyed by the emperor or even when they're just sitting there talking you could just feel him have feelings that no, I, I always say that one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars is when it's just the two of them talking together in that bridge outside. Yes. When they're being left alone, it's just the two of them. Like, oh, it gives me chills every time I watch it. It is really fantastic. Good. You can yeah. totally it feel it. It also has the great sequence of Darth appreciating Luke's lightsaber building skills. Right. And a we have no idea cut, how Luke figured out how right. to build a lightsaber. And we don't know how he found the kyber crystal. We we know none of that. It comes nope. out like all these years later, and then there's all these different versions now. Dave Filoni's been like, okay, I'm gonna create this entire backstory world where you go to this special planet and you have to face your demons to get your kyber crystal. And there's a special droid that helps you build lightsabers that's conveniently voiced by David Tennant. <laughs> so you just gotta find that David Tennant droid, and then you're all good to go. But it's amazing how it's just a throwaway line within this movie. And it, now it's this gigantic lore of what actually goes into building a lightsaber. You know, I think that's what it was for me as a kid. There's so much that was like throw away or just like glance at at different things. And this includes um, uh, bounty hunters that are in this movie that I that I love. You, you don't get the whole backstory. You just like, I want to know what that is. And guess what? I'm a kid. I'm going to go in the backyard and I'm going to create the story for that character or that backstory in the backyard with my toys, with my friends. That's what the original trilogy had going for it that I think is kind of ruined by a lot of these other stuff that we have other nowadays. Movies. It's like it just it's a lot modern. It doesn't matter what the franchise is. We have to explain away everything because yeah, people that. on YouTube are going to come what in and be like, be look, this is a plot hole. This is a plot right. hole because you guys didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Fans you ruined Star Wars. Well, let's jump, if you don't mind, if uh, we could jump back over to Endor in that bridge scene. Yes. I don't know if you guys have ever ridden this ride, but it is the ET ride. And the line that you at have Universal? to go through at Universal, when yeah. you walk through the line and you're in the woods and it's like nighttime and it's foggy. Every time I'm on indoor or I'm in that scene with Darth Vader and Luke, I'm like, I am right back in that ET line. I could live in that ET line because it is awesome. Yeah, it's it, that lighting, I think, it's the whole lighting, the look of it, the feel of it. Yeah, it's and I think, 80s right there. Yes, I think that's the difference too about the original is it had some amazing lighting. That first mm -hmm. scene in Jabba's hut was mind-blowing. I'm watching it going, oh my god, look how the lighting is shining through this. How is it? Oh, it looks so good. Now they just throw it, they stand in front of an LED screen and go, oh, hey, woo, throw me, some ooh, after look effects. at us over here. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Warm the seam up a bit. I don't know. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's, it's just amazing. Is it cost space or is it laziness? Like, yes, you have like in 1983, <laughs> you have to use what you can. Right. Today, it's like it's so like they're rebuilding the Notre Dame Cathedral because it burnt down. And what? They're rebuilding it using the techniques from the 1200s. Like they're going to the forest where they actually got the wood from. They're excavating the rocks. They're chipping it all with those original tools. They're going out of their way to do that. And I feel like if people went out of their way to try to make a movie where you only had the tools in the 80s, you could see that there was more movie-making skill being done than just relying on, oh, we'll just edit and post on computers and just whatever mm -hmm. done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
sadly. Well, and yeah. movies in the 80s were so much more expensive because the film alone, first you got to you got to pay for the film. Then you got to pay for the film camera. Then you got to develop the film and ha- you have to have a warehouse where you can hang all the film. Then you have to have someone sit there and place each Splice strip together. of film. Oh, I remember and- doing that in film school. Not fun. I did VHS to VHS, so I wasn't Ooh. as bad as film, but still, still bad. No. Dude. <clears throat> yeah. But that makes you want to make a better picture, right? Like nowadays, if you have endless amounts of digital space, you can oh, we'll just do 50 million takes. Who cares? Right. 50 million takes, and then I'll I'll edit the dailies on my phone. Exactly. <laughs> my AI yeah. will just process the clips and find oh the best Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, dude. AI every day is just getting smarter, and that's scaring me. Not for my job or anything, but, like, in general, like for all we know, we're there. being written as AI ourselves right now. We're talking to each other and we're just chatbots. I know they just found our old episodes. They got all of our voice. So they splice it together and just remake it. Done. Yeah, I mean, you guys have seen what they've done with like Joe Biden. You just throw yeah, him yeah. through an AI, and now he's singing Tupac songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's just like the special edition of Return of the Jedi. How fun! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh no, what do we do? God, that song. It's so dumb. Man, I want to open this. Thing Especially because Jabba's band is so good. And then right. you bring up Size oh. Noodles with this new version. And it's just no. <laughs> More Max Rebo. Yeah. Yeah, give me Max Rebo, please. He died. Oh, Sorry, guys. It, <laughs> you know, it's yep. really died. sad. It's right. in the explosion. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, that was weird. What the <laughs> Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> I tell yeah. you, I think okay, watching this again, it, I, a little piece of me, kind of appreciated some of the callbacks in the book of Boba Fett a little bit more. And maybe I should have watched this before I watched Book of Boba Fett because no. I think I would have. Book of Boba Fett's just bad. It, it doesn't. Matter. I'm like I watch no, this but, all no, the time. I'm just saying it, it made me appreciate certain things about Book. Of I Boba would say Fett. there's elements of Book of Boba Fett that are really good, but there's some just horribly atrocious things that doesn't matter. It can't be redeemed. Oh, no, I agree. I completely <laughs> agree. When we're s- standing on the sands of Tatooine for Still. 18 hours. Mm. <sighs> mm-hmm. Just leave Boba Fett dead in the pit. I will say, right once... <laughs> I was going to text you guys, but I was like, ah, I'll leave it for the podcast. Uh, right once it started scroll, all the words started scrolling. Uh, episode, what, Six? We're, yeah, yep. episode six. Uh, this this is what's happening now. We are back on Tatooine with, J- and I'm like, oh, uh. we're back on Tatooine uh. <laughs> all the time. Uh. Can't escape this planet, man. No, nope. It's the Earth of the Marvel Universe. Everything somehow connects to Earth. I really appreciate Endor. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. oh, for sure. And just yeah. the Endor is just the moon. And they decide to put on a deflector disc to protect the Death Star, but it's actually just a trap. And I mean, honestly, it's a trap is one of the most, like, probably said lines ever. And it just, it comes from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, see, there you go, best movie. (laughs) I do love that there's so many memes that came out of this movie. I mean, even just Han doing the... Yes. You know, little little salute thing. Memeable, can I say? Every there's so much, but then there's so much that 
Why wouldn't you meme this? This is so fun. Make it a meme, Alex. No. Go no, ahead. Hold on. Go do it. Make it a meme, Ed. Ed, watch. Return Ed, of the Gen- if you're watching us. Yeah. Yes. Ed, Ed knows how to make memes. He's good at it. I mean, one of my favorite parts, though, of this, I don't know why it's not just a gif, is the very end sequence where Vader looks at Luke as he's being electrocuted. And Luke's like, help me, father. And Vader, stone cold, two minutes, looks at his looks being fried looks son, it, yeah. looks <laughs> back at Emperor, uh-huh. and he just look, like, looks Remember, dead. Right? Like, he's yeah. smoking. He's dead. He died probably a minute ago. And he's still trying to decide, what can I do here? <laughs> and it's just they pan to his face, and it's like the gears are moving as slow as they possibly yep. can. Like you can what, barely even compute what's it's going like a on. Simpsons episode, just like literal, it is. Literal <laughs> gears are moving in this guy's head. You yeah. can oh, see it. I've seen this before. What can I do? Uh, oh, and then him picking up, picking him up over his head, and Emperor's going. <laughs> no, you misinterpreted the scene. That he was he was planking. He was planking on him oh. while he was going down. I'm that was to help. Yeah. Electricity. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't stop it. Once I start, I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> and it only comes out of my like. I can't send it anywhere except through my oh, fingertips. It's, it's like a, oh, a superpower. Oh no! No, don't kill me! I've got a granddaughter. <laughs> yeah, what do you say? What? <laughs> oh no! He's, oh, he's got kids. Oh man! <sighs> Whew, good times. Watching well, that's the other thing. The Vader skeleton be electrocuted yes. out though. Classic. Do you have you've got oh. that pop, don't you? It's a I great do. pop. I had it's to get a that good pop. pop. It's one of the best parts of I all can see of Star a skeleton. Wars. It's red. Yeah. Why would I not want that? A blue skeleton. So good. Yeah. So good. Indeed. That's good. That's just good post work right there. Well, speaking of the granddaughter. Well, no, let's not talk about let's talk about the sequels yet. Uh, let's let's save that for this later half of this uh, later half. Okay, because he does. He comes back somehow. Somehow Palpatine returns. Somehow Palpatine is returned. He's still um, falling. Going one of the greatest memes ever. It works so well for so many things. But also, he didn't just fall. He also fell through something that just got blown up too. Yeah, yeah blew him up too. The, the Death Star blue. gets blown up. Lando. Like, do they scrape his DNA off of some? I don't. Who know. knows? Whatever. Actually, Lando's funny thing. They're like talking about all the ways the dark saber went through people's hands lando yeah. actually should be the proper one because i forget what it is but somebody's on the death star who should have had it and he blows up the death star and so therefore he gets ownership of it it was pretty uh, interesting ah it's a good film <laughs> theory i like that okay oh speaking of the blowing up the death star like i i, I don't know if I've told this on this podcast or not, when we talked about Rogue One, because Rogue One has some great battle scenes, even though I'm not the biggest fan of the film overall, I think I still think that this film has the best space battle. And I think it has a lot to do with the editing and pacing of the battle scene, mm. how it cuts between the throne room and the space scene and then back on Endor, and you're kind of going in between these three different uh, all, mm-hmm. like situations. And they really do a good job. Like I, As I say, I watch this movie all the time. And it still gets me where the Emperor's like, you have lost. Like, right now, your friends are dead. They're dying out yeah. there. And they, they yeah, show up behind him. The whole battle's happening behind him. Like, at me, I'm like, yeah, they're going to die. Luke, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so well done. It's so well, like, paced and edited together, swapping between, you know, all the different battles. It's fantastic. And they, I think they really did perfect the 
uh, all the CGI for that through the like the movies, so that it ended up looking better, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, just a shout out to those guys, ILM, way to go. Yeah, as always. And it's because like I don't want to talk about too much on the sequels, but the throne room scene, Ryan Johnson literally recreated Return of the Jedi as an homage to it specifically so nine could do whatever they wanted he's like here i'm gonna do empire strikes back and return of the jedi in one film so that way nine can be anything and then they drop the ball completely but anyway that's not here nor there (laughs) just that throne room sequence is outstanding to have the emperor literally be gloating in luke's face because he planned for this whole he's like i know exactly what you guys are doing I know you're stupid onslaught. I know you're going to go to Endor. I, I got the whole thing down. You guys. And now I'm going to turn you into my new apprentice because Vader keeps getting owned by everyone. We saw that he got owned in Obi-Wan, where his right. mask got cut off in half again. If you play Jedi Survivor, you know he gets owned again. So that's just something he does. It's time for some new fresh blood. Yeah, they kind of nerfed him quite a bit. Yeah. But it is, <laughs> it is fun, the whole, like, how he's baiting him, too. It's like, yes, feel that hate. Yeah, you, I take the saber. Come on, man, strike me down. It's right here. Strike yeah, me right. down. Yeah. Oh. What makes him a great villain is he just sits there. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't get right. him to do anything yet. He's just sitting there. Like, all right, play mind games with you. Your friends are off dying behind me. You have the saber here. Just do it. And then there's the whole the whole sister reveal where Yoda and Obi-Wan tell Luke finally that you have a mm-hmm. sister because mm-hmm. George Lucas just figured that out. And he's like, yeah, yeah. we'll put it in this it movie. He came to set one day. He's like, they're <laughs> 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 twins. And then Luke gets to reveal it to Leia on Endor when she has the dress and she has her hair all braided by the Ewoks. Ewoks are really good at braiding hair. They are. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of hair, so makes sense, I, none of the Ewoks really have braids, though. They don't have long hair either, so this is hair. But uh, he gets to reveal it to her, and then she gets to reveal it to Han, where Han's like, "I know that you love Luke," and she's <laughs> like, "Yeah, yeah, I do." <laughs> I'll, I'll just back off. <laughs> but he's my brother, and that dumbfounded look on Han's face—one <laughs> of the best dumbfounded looks. <laughs> I yeah, saw like, you guys kiss. Yeah. That happened like a yeah. month ago. Ugh. Yeah, like, happened. <laughs> as long as Vader takes to figure out what to do with Luke, that's how long Han takes to figure out what Leia's being to Luke's thing. sister means. <laughs> Wait, maybe Vader like, Are we sure? Luke yeah, Han's like... not Vader's son. <laughs> yeah, this is a switcheroo. I think we got messed up. Huh. <laughs> Uh, but I also, it. I mean, Darth Vader figures out that you have a sister because Luke betrays his thoughts. And he's like, you have a sister. And then he throws the lightsaber <laughs> and it takes down the yeah! whole scaffolding. <laughs> yeah, he was not happy with that reveal. He's like, plot no. twist? In my movie? <laughs> Destroy the set. How dare you. Which, fantastic set. Another fantastic set. Um... All that, all that stuff on the Death Star, where the what are they? They're paintings, like where someone meticulously painted every one of those stormtroopers in those wide shots. Where, yep, absolutely mind blowing. It looks so good, and that's the thing is like it's little quality bits like that that really stand out. That like CG just can't capture. 
yeah, the matte painting stuff is pretty nice, especially when it's not right. too bright as you can kind of tell. But like in those darker scenes, they work really well, I think. Yeah, especially when like when it, you get that mirrored effect from the floor, mm -hmm. like the floor, the flooring is all like black mirrored. Ooh, yes. looks good. And the music in that scene is some of my favorite music in Star Wars, too. It's that haunting rendition of the theme that's like almost, I don't know what you call it, like a, like chamber orchestra type Mm. music in that mo moment where like you realize that like luke is losing he just found out about his sister yeah things are going south and that music is fantastic it's like right up there with like duel of the duel of the fates for me just like really really good stuff yeah i i really do feel like watching this movie kind of reinvigorated a little bit of star wars with me like i oh. there, i know that i had been saying it for a very long time now that mm. i was just kind of like all right star wars i'm kind of kind of over it kind of done whatever but watching this it you know seeing seeing yoda and seeing yoda as not a cg character but as a puppet in the best way possible i mean just it, you could see that he's a puppet but at the same time you don't care you just you're in that moment with Luke and you're in that moment with, with the, all these reveals that Yoda's dropping on him. Like there is another Skywalker. Like, wait, what? You just died. Right. Don't die on me now. Have you seen the memes where it's like now as a mother, I totally get yeah. Yoda just dying <laughs> yes. after not wanting to ask answer any more of <laughs> Luke's any more questions. questions. Just the entire done. time. I'm just done. <laughs> It's a great meme. Yeah. But, great meme. But think about that. Like, think about Luke. Luke lost his his first. He lost Obi Wan. Watched Obi Wan die. Then he watches Yoda die in front of him, like inches in front of him. And then he watches his dad die right in front of him. Like this guy is going through a lot. And his aunt and uncle got burned to a crisp. And and he sees his skeleton bodies mm -hmm. of his own. Yeah, you're That's absolutely That's not my right. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> what? What? So the saddest thing about Return of the Jedi is that it's a, it's a conclusion. For sure. It wraps these three up. And when they made it, they never planned on doing a 7, 8, 9. But in doing so, we do get to see Luke and Last Jedi being an old curmudgeon who hates everything. And a lot of people are like, there's no way Luke Skywalker that I saw in Return of the Jedi redeem his father could ever be that person. But when you really break down what Luke went through to see his aunt and uncle killed, to see a person who introduces him to a new world get killed, to then go train with somebody else who's an evolution of that first person, he dies. And then he realizes he has a father, and that father figure dies. That's just, that's a lot to take on. And he, he goes through it willingly, and he, he kind of moves on. But the last look we ever see of Luke is looking at the funeral pyre of Darth Vader. That, that's the last we ever see of him in Return of the Jedi. And he just kind of doesn't really have that celebratory nature. Like, he'll, he'll when Leia and Han come over, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. But you can tell that he's not there. But more yeah. importantly, that's just for what he's gone through. Think of someone who's running for, you know, the House of Representatives or something. Like, they go to college and, like, oh, I'm going to change D.C. i got these aspirations to change politics, all that stuff of the past. That sucks. But somehow they all end up, they're 60, 70, 80 years old, taking bribes, not doing anything, and just sucking as politicians. None of them started out wanting to do that. 
Yeah. But it happens after 40 years. You get beat down by the system. And Luke has even more incentive to get beat down by the system because he has nothing left. And then nothing he left. also yeah. learns about the Jedi. Imagine he redeems his father, but does he really know what Darth Vader was doing? Does he know the full extent of how many terrible war atrocities mm-hmm. he committed? It, like as he learns he gets the archives and he finds out about the Jedi and how broken their cult is it's really interesting because Luke all we ever find out is that he's indoctrinated into terrorism after he meets a guy and talks to him for about 20 minutes and he's like your dad did this and he's like oh cool I'm in yep <laughs> I was like alright that's fine I'm a farm boy yay let's do it so I wouldn't tell anybody to presume anything about the character Luke Skywalker because I didn't write him but I can definitely see his motives through any version therein that they create. Wow. Well, I, I guess that's the way we can now dissect it 40 years later. I'm sure yeah. that's not what people were thinking about back in the 80s. No, I, I think yeah. that's why it hurt people so much, because they didn't think about it in 1983. But imagine you watch this, you were 20 years old in 1983, and then we see Last Jedi come out in 2018 or 19. You're 35 years older. Do you think you're the same person you were in 1983? Do you think I anyone's the same way. person? No. No. Dude, I get it. It's those same things where they show a guy watching TV, and this was before Carrie Fisher passed away, and you see her on TV, and he's picturing Leia as Slave Leia, and he's like, what happened to her? And the guy saying that is this overweight guy who's bald, and it's like, yeah, what happened to you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People age. Time has time wins. Father time's undefeated. Time. That's why Return of the Jedi is so interesting because it ends on such a bright note, but there's dark undertones to it because they win, but we realize you defeated the Empire without a solution. Your your goal was to defeat the Empire. Yay, we did it. Now what? Yeah. Now and what? if the Emperor wasn't portrayed as super evil, you like we're kind of explaining away the horrible things that they did. Because again, random stormtrooper who's forced into being a stormtrooper, like we saw what happened with Finn. He's forced. He's abducted from his family and forced to be a stormtrooper. Luke blows up the entire Death Star. There's the guy who's just the chef. There's just yep. the guy who's the janitor guy. They got blown up and killed. Luke didn't care about any of those people, but then as we see the movies, oh, look at the horrible things the Emperor, Emperor's evil, so it's okay, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> good and bad is a very delicate thing, and so Return of the Jedi always, it's that false positive? Mm-hmm. Oh, our heroes are successful, they ride off into the sunset, we're done. But all the bad things they did. <laughs> but is it, is it? Let's not worry about that. Hmm. So I guess what happens now? Does does all these planets just go back to their own governing system, or or is there going to be a new republic? I don't know. I mean, they 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 like the idea of having these representatives who are terrible people. They they really mm-hmm. like that. So we'll just go back to that, <laughs> like America, like the Galactic Senate sucks. Like, <laughs> good night, honestly, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, no, George Lucas made it as an allegory, as a cautionary tale of what could happen to America. So it's definitely based on American politics. Right. Yep. Yeah. It is. It's the prequels for you. The fun prequels. Yeah, the prequels, which also, that's that idea of, like, you know how there's, oh, how did you make a lightsaber and all that stuff? The prequels try to explain 
like the magic of the original trilogy that we've mentioned is that they can just say throwaway lines and they don't have to explain it ad nauseum to what it means. And the prequels has to explain everything. Yeah, I feel like it, Return of the Jedi, you don't even have to pay attention too much to have a good time. You can just have it on, like, and enjoy it. It's just it. like, entertaining. It, like, yeah. come back, like, oh, like cool, all the ideas, all the ideas of Star adventure. Wars lore came after the original trilogy. It didn't come yep. from the original trilogy. Yep, just drop that nugget, don't explain it, and move on. To, like, Luke's lightsaber is green. The only reason it's green is because it was going to be blue, but it got faded out in the sun. They couldn't capture it properly with the blue sky in the background because they were outside fighting on Jabba's barge. So they made it green. Yeah. It has no reason of there's a particular lore behind I why his lightsaber is green. <laughs> <sighs> but people but have made are. it into a big deal now. I'm glad it is because it's my favorite color of lightsaber. So works for oh. me. Oh. All because of this movie. Well, this happy came at the right 40th time, man. birthday. You know? <laughs> happy 40th birthday. It's worth watching. It is <laughs> worth Anytime, watching. But now, if you haven't seen it recently, there's now a new reason. It's 40 years old. So, and I would be, I would be more interested to hear what, like, the younger generation thinks of this movie. Because when you hear a younger generation watches certain movies, they go, well, Oh wow! You can't do that anymore. You can't say that anymore. You can't mm. like this. This didn't age well because it did X Y Z. Like, could they find enjoyment out of this movie? I would say so. I think so. If you're a Star That'd Wars my fan, take. you would think so. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I've no. Like all my nieces and nephews seem to like the movie. Like, yeah, I, I wonder if generations do. It helped. You can become a Star Wars fan as a new generation by watching this movie like oh i real like i watched this movie now i want more star wars like i hope it's a you know stepping stone of launching off point but nobody will start with this the later generations aren't going to start with four five six maybe maybe not it depends who the parents know. are or it depends who any guardians in your life are yeah i mean <laughs> i i get that but i yeah and nowadays when like the internet is everything and everything is now right yeah. is there a starting point like there are like i like i'm sure little timmy is seeing all the memes already he's like well i already know that everything happens in this order or whatever and i know who this character is why do not watch the movies now i yeah. just watch the tiktok meme of this whatever yoda <laughs> I'll, dancing i'll watch the, the three minute recap of the entire movie right or something whatever yeah so yeah. i don't know it, i don't know what it's like for a kid to watch anything these days honestly yeah. media the way it is it was so limited when we were kids, especially me. I'm old. <laughs> we didn't have much of anything. Well, and so, yeah, I don't know. But that's the thing is like that. I feel like that's a whole nother discussion is like, where is media going to go? Like are movies going to be two hours long anymore? Like what would be the point? I mean, unless yeah. it's like a big epic, like a, like a uh, Marvel or whatever. So interestingly enough, I don't have too many younger kids, but for some reason, Dune is the hottest one for younger kids. Really? People like Dune. Yeah, young, the younger generation really it's likes Dune. It's really a lot. weird. Yeah, I, I don't get but it. But you wouldn't think, right? It's a long movie. <laughs> it's a, that, that's a three hour movie and nothing happens. It's, slow. it's amazing. <laughs> but how, how do kids not sit on their phone for three hours? That's like like turn off their phone for three hours. It, it's mind blowing. It, it's mind boggling. No, that that's the weirdest one for sure. 
don't know. Yeah. I mean, let's say Zendaya, Timothy. Going. I mean, it's probably the part, star power for these younger generations. I don't know. Maybe. Zendaya's, like, not even in it. But she's in, in first... it, so that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all they care about. Oh, we might see her in a dream sequence for five minutes. Anyways. Anyways. All right. Well, yeah, so for Return of the Jedi, do you think you have greater appreciation for it after all of the recent Star Wars stuff has come out? Like, do you think it made it? for like, sure. Well, like, say, so 1983 versus 93. In 93, it's been 10 years, and there's no Star Wars stuff. In 2003, Revenge of the Sith comes out, so there's definitely a greater appreciation for the originals. And then 2013, yeah. it's now been another 10 years, and there's been no Star Wars stuff. We have Clone Wars is just kind of like over on Cartoon Network and no one really cares about it. <laughs> so I wonder if 2023, do we have a greater appreciation? Because since then we got the sequels and now we have Mandalorian, a bunch of like Disney Plus stuff is happening. I wonder if there's a greater appreciation for the simplicity of just being an action-adventure summer popcorn movie. I think it's after tough. watching it, after <laughs> watching it today, it made me appreciate where Star Wars came from. Um, it, it, I have more of an appreciation again of like, and like I said, it's that nostalgia too, maybe for myself, but it, I said it earlier, it kind of reinvigorated my, my feelings on star Wars. Like I used to love star Wars as a kid and it was because of return of the Jedi. Yeah. I think for me, it's this nostalgia and pacing. It's such a well-paced film that you can't not have fun watching it. Compared right. to Empire Strikes Back, which is a great film, but I think the pacing is off in that film. This one I can throw on any time and just watch it and have a good time. Cool. So. Really, yeah, I would agree with, I would say it would have the best pacing of any of the three original Star Wars movies, just in terms of fun, action, while still having, like, the serious stakes. But yeah, the darker stuff. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. Well it's not just a goofball thing the entire time. Right. And it's interesting because, like, some of the best parts of Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett, it's the stuff from like, oh, look, there's a Rancor. That's super cool. <laughs> you know, like they're bringing out the, the greatest hit parts of mm-hmm. what it was rather than being like, what if we created a new creature, like a brand new creature from scratch that was super cool and awesome like Rancor. It's just not Rancor. That would be nice. <laughs> Would it though? Like, why not just go with the Rancor? Uh, I I agree. It's, I like there's the multiple a lot. galaxies <laughs> going on. No, there's all kinds of stuff to find. Happy fortieth birthday, Return of the Jedi. My favorite film. <laughs> Hopefully, it does have a lasting. Like, I know it has a lasting impact for Star Wars fans. We'll see if it has a lasting impact just in movie making, like the techniques used and. Because yeah. it, it's one thing to be like, oh, here's the Rancor. It's different to be like, oh, here's the lighting style that we used. Or here's these different elements of set decoration and all that. Oh, I like, think a lot of that's dead. A lot of that stuff's dead at this point. Like, you don't need to build a giant set anymore. Still, yeah, unless you go like with like a super indie person that really wants to make a film like that once in a blue moon. Did right. Big Hollywood's not going to do that anymore. But even as an indie... You to have the money to do that. that. That's yep. the hardest part. Like indies aren't making a lot of money. Anyway. Well, <laughs> to everyone listening, be sure to watch Return of the Jedi. Now that you have heard us talk all about it, remember your favorite scenes. Tell us 
what your favorite scene is. Is there a particular one that stands out? And now that we've talked about 40 years of Return of the Jedi, guess what? Movies celebrate all kinds of years in 2023. There's 30-year anniversaries, 20-year anniversaries, 10-year anniversaries. Maybe we'll talk about other movies on future podcasts. Hmm. I, I love diving into these older movies again, man. They're, you're sparking my you're sparking my nostalgia all over. I love it. Me too. And then we didn't tease it at the start, and we've already talked for an hour, but I do want to talk about a volume three, a third edition of another movie that just hit theaters. What movie? It's a small indie film. It has not much <laughs> uh, pedigree at all. It's called Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, nice. It's based yes. on a niche comic strip that has become big household Not name so <laughs> volume three is out it concludes james gunn's trilogy with guardians of the galaxy and his work on marvel and so the question is is it worth your time do i need to go out to the theaters to see it or can i just wait for it to come out because that that's a big question now i think that definitely happened with ant-man for sure people are like i'm just gonna wait and now it's streaming mm -hmm. so you can yeah. watch it on stream in case you do want. But so is volume three worth going to the theater? Is it worth taking your time to not just wait? Like, do you need to see it now? Like Alex is shunning an SOS at us that he wants to talk about this film. <laughs> no, I didn't see it. I know. Uh, okay. That's but why we I can do a excuse. podcast about it. <laughs> I have a good excuse. It's because my wife wants to watch the first two and then she wants to go to the theater for the third. So. I guess I should hurry up and do that. No harm in doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Hurry up before it leaves theaters. That's what I mean, yeah. Why don't you so, guys... spoiler-free review. Prague, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Um, so so the, the question is, is it worth your time to go to the movie theaters to see this? I would say that if you're a fan of the first two films, you absolutely need to see this in the movie theater. I think that this is... I, I don't want to say made for the big screen, but like you can tell it was like made to be on the biggest screen possible. It's a, it's quite a feast for the eyes. Um, and for me, a lot like return of the Jedi, I think it was the best paced. Um, I actually disagree with a lot of the critics about this movie that said it was tonally unbalanced. And I think this was the most tonally balanced of the three. I think the jokes and the darker themes, and it's some of the darkest themes like in the MCU ever or in this movie, balanced out well i felt like they they did it well um i don't know what you guys are laughing at but anyways um i'm laughing um, at alex taking off his, off his headphones this is spoiler free oh <laughs> i i can kind of hear you oh my god i'm still taking it off just because i was like confused today did, did i spoil something i haven't said anything don't worry yeah. about it no no you're uh, good. i'm just saying that it's 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 a movie that was well balanced um like the force should be well balanced and um i also thought that this was the most james gunn of the three movies i felt like this is the one where they're like you know what you're heading off to dc do whatever you want in this film and it just felt to me the most james gunn like it felt like everything in this movie was much more gritty dark weird um kind of over the top fun like the stuff you kind of would never expect to see on film so yeah, I don't want to spoil some of the bigger moments, but there they go to a certain planet that I thoroughly enjoyed in this film. Um, yeah, I had a lot of good heart too. Like this is a, this is one of the only films I've seen in a, probably a very long time that I was actually emotional afterwards. Like I felt like I had lost all these people. Like I'm not like I'm not gonna spoil anything, but like this is supposed to be the last movie. Like are we? Hopefully we see them again. 
um, in other movies, but like it really felt like the closure to that story that James had built for them. You know, um, we find out who this, what this story really is. They mention it in this film. I don't know. It just it really, it really hit me. Like it felt like all that there was a, a catharsis that happens in this film for every character. I feel like every character had like a moment where they had changed to become different. And I really valued that. Um, and plus this is visually fantastic. Like some of the visuals in this are just out of this world. So um, I've always seen it once so far, so I don't know how it's going to rank overall, um, but I think it's worth your time. I think it probably will end up being my favorite of the three as of right now, the first one's still probably my favorite. Um, and the second one has some of my favorite scenes and music in the trilogy. So, um, before we go on, I will have some critiques. I know some people had issues with the the needle drops, I guess you can say, in this film. Um, I really enjoyed the song choices a lot in this film. Um, I think because they're so new, they didn't have that nostalgic feel as some of the other ones from the first two films had. Um, but I felt like some of the some of the songs like ended abruptly, which was annoying to me. Like you, you would start a song, you think this is gonna be a really great, you know, action scene with this song, and then they stop cold. And they cut to another scene. So that's my one, I guess, critique of this film. That's it. That's what you got. But okay. yeah, two thumbs up. Loved it. Go see it if you can. But just be warned, it's it's, it's heavy. It may not be for kids. So if you have kids at home <laughs> that want to see this movie, I don't know. I, I don't have kids. So I don't know what to tell you. Raise your kids however you want. Don't worry. I'm not going to bring my my <laughs> two-year-old to go see this. Yeah, don't don't do that. Because there were some in my theater. I was like, really? Okay. No. Yep. Anyways, Trevor. People are ridiculous. So I definitely want to piggyback off what Prague said. Like, I knew going in, Prague would absolutely love this movie because I knew it was going to be full on James Gunn. And like, yeah. that, that's like Sorry. a whole love letter. It's not everyone's taste, though. Th- that, that's all in. I, I totally appreciate where that's coming from. It might not be my main cup of tea, but just... In ranking all three Guardians films, I feel like this one is by far and away the best, to your point, pacing and just having actual, not like, I feel like the first movie is really good up until all the ships are flying around on whatever planet mm. that is. And they make that whole barrier wall. I feel like the actual climax, it gets, there's like these 20 minutes where just nothing really happens and it's just a really throwaway sequence. Like, that's the part they mm-hmm. stumble on. And then in the second I one, I feel like they kind of stumble on the climax when there's all the big fighting between Star-Lord and Ego and there's all big rocks and stuff. And I feel like it's almost the same exact point of stumbling on where there's all these great scenes and then they kind of stumble at the end. And I feel like this is the first one of the three that didn't have that. They nailed the climax. They nailed the conclusion. And they also landed the conclusion of all three films together in the overall story. And Marvel movies don't always make me feel varied emotions. Like, there's fun. You know, mm-hmm. there's delight. There's entertainment, enjoyment. There's like, oh, look how awesome that is. And this has all that. But it actually has you feel other emotions, which is very far, few and far between for Marvel. That's not again their forte and i feel Mm -hmm. like this movie actually makes you feel or at least i can only speak for myself made me feel a range of emotions throughout it and i really appreciated that and i've only seen it once too but when i left the theater i was like that's one of the top five marvel movies like it's not instantly number one i don't think it is one but it's definitely top five with all of the different things it has going for it is it a perfect film no 
what did I enjoy the entirety of it? Absolutely, hundred percent. I think you should go to the theater to see it and not wait because it's really outstanding. And the High out. Evolutionary, outstanding villain too. Really, just outstanding acting, just outstanding character, and there's just He's so great much. Great Peacemaker. Watch that show. It's a fantastic show. So many little parts to appreciate. If you like any of the Guardians, whether you like Rocket or Groot or Star Lord or Gamora or Nebula, you like any of them. They do a really good job in actually making a cast have each person matter and get its own kind of time in the sun. It's not just like, yeah. oh, here's Star Lord's story or here's Rocket's right. story. It, it, it they give balance. story to everyone. Yeah. yeah. All set. Well, there you go, Alex. Hop to it. Can I listen again? <laughs> Can I put my headphones back on? Yes, sir. You're all good. <laughs> well, anyway. cool. It was the return of the Jedi of the Guardians it series. Really it was well. that It, it definitely good. had that homage to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like snap. <laughs> so oh, now I've oh. got to see it. Yeah. I don't know if I'll feel the same way in 40 years, but hopefully I'm around. Right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't have the nostalgia factor either, unfortunately. That's a weird thing. Toys. How many movies are we watching now that are going to hold up for the next 40 years? That's, That'd be a good topic. That, okay. Note it. As I wink into the hold camera. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> so I do like that idea. I, I like it too. So, cool. to everyone listening, we hope you enjoyed. Go watch Return of the Jedi, and we'll talk to you next time. Frog out. Adios, y'all.